Yeah, I think it would be fair to say I liked Andy from the start. Welcome back. Now, that clip you just heard was from one of my, wow, it's got to be in the top 10 of all time of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption. If you haven't seen Shawshank, wow, you really need to watch Shawshank. Great movie. All right, so uh, last episode, we started talking about crew. Just to reiterate, if you're going to make a movie and throw it up on YouTube, you don't need a crew. Just take your iPhone out. Please look into putting a shotgun mic on that iPhone just to get better sound. And that's all you need. As a matter of fact, uh, last year, Google Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Prunty, P-R-U-N-T-Y. Him and his two friends are based in L.A., and I went up to L.A. And, and did a little short with them. Now, what they do is they put vids up on YouTube every week, and uh, they've got like 1.5 million subscribers, and they're making tons of cash. YouTube is paying them tons of money, money, money. And that's all they have. Ryan will shoot using his phone. And then one of the other guys holds a camera. So they always have two angles to cut into. And they do have little shotgun mics on each camera. And that's it. They do production design. You know, if there's any props needed, they bring them to the set. Just those three guys making a living. They met in film school back on the East Coast. So yeah, you don't need a crew. But if you want to do a feature film and you want to have it play festivals, maybe get distribution, maybe burn some Blu-rays, then you're going to need a crew. So let's just jump right back into crew. The bare minimum we covered last episode, all except for the executive producer. If you finance the film yourself, you will be the executive producer. The executive producer of The Hike is my wife and myself since we financed it. One other position that's very important, and it it doesn't seem like it's important, but it is very important, is production assistant, PA. Now, PAs are at the bottom of the totem pole, but they're invaluable on a movie set because they do anything and everything that needs to be done, period. On studio movies, there's a craft service guy or girl. So craft service is a table with snacks and drinks and, you know, in between shots, you can go over and grab a snack, get a drink. Now, on an independent production, like The Hike, we just let PAs run craft service. As a matter of fact, I, on the drive to the set, I would stop by the same convenience store every morning for 18 days and grab ice and grab snacks, drinks. But now once we got to the set, then we had PAs manning the table, making sure everything was stocked. If we ran out of something, we we could go grab it. PAs jumped in the car and went to Home Depot for extension cords. In film school, I interned on a movie of the week, The Other Anna. The PAs for that, which the interns were were considered PAs. There were network PAs, and then there were the intern PAs. So some of us actually had to go out and stop traffic. So we were shooting on this two-lane road, a house that set back on this two-lane road, and it was a period piece, so we had a horse and buggy. And sometimes we would have to stop traffic. 
So PA would go out there and just uh, be a traffic cop. So PAs just do anything and everything, and they're very important. Bare essentials, producer, cinematographer, sound person, PAs. And of course, if you're shooting with a a high-end camera, you're going to need a first AC and a second AC. Oh, I can't forget uh, grips and gaffers. You're going to need somebody to set up lights, hold reflector cards, that kind of thing. Can't forget the grips and gaffers. And I just did, didn't I? Okay, so that's bare minimum. Let's talk about the other crew positions, if you've got the money. In no particular order, assistant director, or sometimes in titles you'll see first assistant director, and then big movies there'll be a second assistant director. The assistant director is, uh, is a difficult job because you have to stay on everybody's ass. So the assistant director is always watching the clock. He's always pushing people to go as quickly as possible. He or she, excuse me. The assistant director, uh, you have to have a certain amount of tact to do it well. You can't be rude. You can't be obnoxious. You can't be bossy. I mean, the job entails being bossy, but you have to do it in a nice way. Otherwise, you'll piss people off big time. The assistant director moves things along. When the shot is ready to go, we'll say roll sound, roll camera. And the director will say action. Assistant director will yell, moving on after a shot. You know, if, if the shot is good, moving on. I was the assistant director on the hike. I was actually the assistant director for three quarters of the movie. And then it got to a point where uh, I just couldn't do it anymore. There were a number of occasions where if I was acting in the scene, I was thinking about my lines, I was thinking about what I was supposed to do, and everyone is standing around waiting for me to say, roll sound, roll camera. (laughs) So after that happened a couple of times, then I handed off the assistant director duties to one of the other guys that I trusted and that I had known for a long time. And it's a great story because I'll tell you uh, later that this particular person I was in film school with, but he was not a student. He was part of the uh, faculty. Production support, I think, was his official title. You know, whenever you had to get equipment, you had to go through him. Location manager, we talked about the location manager. That's the person who is going to find the locations for you. And then they are going to be in constant contact with the location owners. So if there's a problem, the location manager will hear about the problem and and try to take care of it. Or if he can't take care of it, he'll go to the producer and together they'll try to take care of it. Production design. Production design is simply dressing the set. Set dressing. That's what it's about. The set that you're going to be shooting on or the location you're going to be shooting at, it has to be dressed appropriately. If it's a teenage girl's room, it has to look like a teenage girl's room. If it's a period piece, the architecture has to be right. The color of the walls. Is there wallpaper on the walls? Is the wallpaper the correct wallpaper for the time? Drapes, window coverings, light fixtures, all that stuff is for production design to figure out. Now, when I was an intern on The Other Anna, the period piece I was telling you about, I was with the production design crew for a couple of days. And what we did was we went around to all the antique shops that were close to the set. And what happened was the production basically rented antiques to use. 
for the shoot. And of course, if the antiques were damaged, then the production would pay for the antiques. But the production paid these antique shops, and the production design, the head of production design, would go through and say, I want that table, I want those chairs. And then we'd load them up into a 24-foot straight truck and uh, go to the next antique store. And then after the shoot was over, obviously we had to take all the antiques back to the stores. So we had to make sure we knew which antique went to what store. But it's the look. Anything that you see in the shot, the production design team will make sure it's there. Now back to the hike, we had a a scene at my house. So production design, it was there. I mean, we didn't have to do anything because it was a house. It was my house. It was supposed to be Brooke's house and we just shot in the kitchen. So we didn't have to do anything to make it look like, you know, a a 20 something lived there instead of a middle-aged couple. But I mean, if you go to a house where there are no kids and you get this great house that you can shoot in, but you have a scene in a bedroom where your character is a teenager, you've got to make that bedroom look like a teenager actually sleeps there. So that's where production design comes in. Put up posters, make it look like a teenage room. Now back to the hike, other than my house, when we went to the location, we had a picnic. So I had to get the tablecloth and the snacks and the backpacks and that kind of thing. And then later we have a character that's tied up to a tree. Had to make sure I had the rope. Had to make sure I had all the weapons needed. That's production design and props. The production design is the picnic setup and the food. But the props are the weapons, the ropes, blindfolds. We can segue into Prop Master. You know, the prop master will keep the props organized and the prop master will look at the daily schedule and the prop master will figure out, okay, this next scene or this next shot, we're going to need this prop and that prop and that prop. And then the following shot, we're going to need this prop and this prop. Wardrobe, you could say wardrobe or costumes. You know, wardrobe picks out what the characters are going to be wearing. You know, we had a security guard, so we had to dress him like a security guard. We have a middle-class younger couple, Derek and Brooke, so we had to dress them age appropriately. Then we had Grady, the bad guy, played by yours truly, and we had to give him a certain look. So that's the wardrobe person. And there's makeup. Now, you know, Ryan d- didn't use makeup. I had a small part on a feature film last year. There was no makeup person. The director actually told everybody to put their own makeup on. I mean, I think I, I put on some eyeliner, maybe, just to make the eyes pop a little bit. I, I think I remember just putting a line underneath my eye. But that was a feature film, and it's actually on Tubi right now. But there was no makeup on there, other than what the actors did on themselves. Now, we had makeup. It was actually uh, a pair of women. And then on some days we had three. It just depends on, you know, if we had a day where there were three characters in a shot, then we had three makeup artists. If there was a day where we had two characters in a shot, we had two makeup artists. And I had a scar underneath my eye, so I had the same makeup artist, so she did the same scar, and it all flowed together and it was consistent. See, I I couldn't have her do a scar on one day, and then tomorrow she doesn't do my scar, another girl does a scar. It's going to look different. Oh, I I hear you. I see you. You're thinking, damn, Dave, don't you just need one makeup artist? Why three? Time is so important on an independent feature. Time is actually your enemy. Time is the antagonist. (laughs) If you have one makeup artist, we arrive at the set at the break of dawn. So Derek goes in the chair first. He's in the chair 45 minutes to an hour. Now it's like 8 o'clock. Then Brooke goes in. 
while Derek sits there and looks over his lines. Now, Brooke takes a little bit more time because she has longer hair. So let's just say Brooke takes an hour. So now it's nine o'clock. Could be possibly 9.15. And you haven't got your first shot yet. Sun's been up for two hours. The two characters that are in the scene, you put their makeup on at the same time. Hopefully they'll be done around the same time. Boom, you're ready for your first shot. So you're saving time. And we had three when the three of us were in a scene. And especially me with my scar. My scar took a little bit of time. So typically if it was the three of us, I would go first. And then Derek and Brooke would sit in the chair at the same time. It's one of those things where time is of the essence. You cannot waste it. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking before you think it yourself. Damn, Dave, you're only losing an hour a day, so what? On an 18-day shoot, an hour a day, that's 18 hours. And if our typical shooting day was 14 hours from the time we got to the set until the time we drove off the set, that's a full shooting day plus. Let me repeat that. That is a full shooting day with a little left over. That is so valuable. I mean, it's, it's priceless. So it was well worth hiring the extra help. Super nice women, but it was probably one of the biggest mistakes that I made during the shoot. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that during production. When we talk about production, that's when all the good stories are going to come out. Just to give you a little teaser, if you hire a makeup artist for your feature film, just make sure that they have experience in feature films. That should tell you right there what my mistake was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was, I, I actually consider it my number one fuck up on the hike. Truly. Script supervisor? A script supervisor is in charge of continuity. A script supervisor will go through and mark the script. So when you do a shot, when you do a take, Take one, so draw a line at the top of the script and bring the line all the way down as far as the shot went and then end it. And then she'll make a little note. So she has a script in front of her and she makes all these notes on the script. And then when you go into editing, the editor will use the script supervisor's notes. And it'll help him if you don't remember which take was great and no one writes it down, then you're going you're gonna to waste a lot of time in the editing room. So that's another thing the script supervisor will do is that person will notate the takes in the script. And then when the director says that's the one, let's say take number four. Take number four was the best. So the editor just goes through the script, sees a little note, take four is the best. He can pull up take four, take a look at it. Now, sometimes the editor will look at the other takes too, just to see if it is truly the best take. Sometimes what you feel and see on the set can be different than what you see and feel when you watch it played back. Script supervisor is also continuity. You had your right hand up when you said this word. You know, the script supervisor will tell the actor, you had your left hand up and then you turned before you said the line. Or you took a drink after you said this line. So it's all about continuity. And yeah, we had some continuity issues, but I identified most of them on the set, but they really didn't bother me. You know, if, if you're watching the hike and you're looking for continuity problems, then why are you watching my movie? That, that's, just, that's just the way I feel about it. I don't sweat over continuity issues, but you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people that make a living looking for continuity problems. All I got to say to those people is, why, why don't you do a movie? Let's see you do a movie. Go for it. Let's see how many continuity problems you have. So I, I don't worry about continuity problems. 
Now, we ended up switching script supervisors because our original script supervisor left. She had a, quote, family emergency, unquote. I'm not sure if that was true. I think the days were just too long for this person. And they got tired. It was a long day. Then we uh, quickly found another one. And the second one was way better than the first one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess you could have a video assist person. Just make sure that everything is hooked up, plugged in. The monitor is where you want it. I'm not a big fan of video assist. I don't want to see a monitor. I put my trust in the DP, the director of photography, i.e. cinematographer. So it was a communication thing. You know, how'd that look to you? Uh, It looked okay. I kind of messed up here. Let's do it again. Okay, let's do it again. We actually did set up a monitor for the script supervisor, but I never looked at it. We didn't waste time playing back. See, when you're on a studio movie, you can take your freaking time. Who cares how long a setup takes? A setup can take a day on a studio movie. When you have 18 days to shoot 120 pages on an independent film, you cannot waste a minute. So can you imagine you're on an independent film, time is of the essence, and after every take, you go back to the video monitor and watch it? I mean, that is just a waste in my mind. For one, I had a Hollywood cinematographer. If you can't trust a Hollywood cinematographer to get a nice composition and to make the right camera moves, I mean, who can you trust, right? Now, if you have a cinematographer that you don't trust, that you've never worked with before, and I had never worked with this guy before, but he had a history. He has a past. He has a resume. So I trust him. But if you're working with somebody and you're not quite sure, maybe they haven't done that many movies, then hook up a video assist. And you don't have to have a person. You don't have to pay a person to make sure the video assist is up and running. But I mean, somebody's going to have to do it. So you're going to have to train someone to do it if you don't hire someone to do it. All right, so I think that about covers everything. There's obvious things like a caterer. You're going to have to hire a caterer or you're going to have to hire somebody to bring food out to the set. Obviously, in 2023, you have Uber Eats, you have DoorDash. So you don't have to get a caterer if you don't want a caterer. So you call up a place and get takeout. Call Uber Eats, call DoorDash, they bring it to the set. Are you going to do that for 18 days, 15 days? 25 days. I mean, you can only eat so much pizza, right? You can only eat so many burgers, right? You can only eat so many tacos, right? Well, when we shot the hike, there was no DoorDash or Uber Eats. Plus, we were so far out in the boonies. I was having a hard time getting a caterer to come out to where we were shooting. From our location to civilization, (laughs) to where there were restaurants, was a half hour to 45 minutes one way. So even to send a PA out to a restaurant, you were taking that PA away from the set for well over an hour. Not to mention, once the PA gets to the restaurant, it's not going to be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They'll probably have to wait there too. So once again, it's time. You're going to hear me talk about time a lot because it's so important, especially when you have a union crew, which we had. My cinematographer was union. First AC and second AC, union. They had a job to go to when my shoot was scheduled to be done. I I couldn't go over. Uh, We talked about craft service. I mean, if you got a budget, if you got the money, hire a craft service person. I mean, that's their specialty. They'll go through and they'll ask every cast member and every crew member what kind of snacks they like. And they'll go out, buy them, set them up. I mean, they'll, they'll make sure that shit is stocked all the time. 
But, you know, if you don't have the budget, then you can't do that. So you got to ask someone else to do it. And the important thing to remember, and, and we learned this in film school very quickly, if you take care of your cast and crew as far as their hunger goes, <laughs> uh, you're going to be in for a much nicer shoot. You know, that, that term hangry comes from a very special place that's very true. And when people get hangry, uh, yeah, shit can fall apart really quickly. Making sure people are fed properly and on a consistent basis on time will be very helpful for you. All right. So on the hike, let's see, I was location manager. I did production design. I did props. I did wardrobe. I was first assistant director for most of the shoot. I produced. I got craft services together. And I was writer, director, and actor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was a little much, but, you know, I pulled it off. And obviously, the reason I wore all these hats was to save money. If I had to do it all over again, I'd do it the same way. But in the future, I'll never do it again. (laughs) Does that make sense? And before I let you go, I do want to address one thing that uh, I actually talked to a buddy of mine back on the East Coast who wants to shoot a feature film independently, kind of like I did. He's going to pay for it himself. But he was talking to me about uh, shooting it himself. I advised him to not shoot it and direct it at the same time. Now, I gave him that advice because I don't think you can look through the viewfinder and watch the composition and feel where your actors are and watch them perform and do both at 100%. Yeah, there are directors like Cameron. He shoots and he directs. Well, that's fine because he's directing A-list actors and A-list actors generally have their shit together, right? So, I mean, I, I think you're doing a disservice to actors if you're not going to concentrate on their performances 100%. And when you're shooting it, you can't possibly have one eye on the viewfinder and one eye on the actors. It doesn't work that way. Trust me, it's not going to work that way. I advised him to get a cinematographer, get somebody who can compose a shot, and you concentrate on the actors. But the reason I wore all the hats on the hike was to save money. So, you know, if if he wants to save money, which I'm sure he does since he's paying for it himself, then you do what you got to do. I'm just saying, if the money's there, please hire a cinematographer because you're going to have a better product. Your film is going to be better if you have a cinematographer because your performances are going to be better. And remember, what separates an indie film from a studio production film? The cinematography, the sound, and the performances. I'm just worried that, you know, like we said, you get one shot at a first-time movie. And I would hate for the performances to suffer because he wanted to save money. You know, if he has to do it, he has to do it. I'm, I'm good with that. Just get your movie made and get it out there. That's the important thing, right? I did want to let you all know I recently updated the Facebook site, and I need to update the website as well. But we have won some more awards in India. India loves the hike. A lot of the festivals in India have a debut filmmaker category. I've been cleaning up on those. I've got like three of those because the hike was my first movie. Debut filmmaker. That's me. All right, so uh, thehikemovie.net. And on Facebook, it's Never Hike Alone. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. Y'all have a good week. And remember, be a lion, not a lamb. Later. Later.